0: ...full of despair. Despair. From years of hurt, disappointment and relegation. Two British football fans have had enough. Canary Bird Elliot Holman and wanderer Henry Hewitt are in search of glory, pride, passion, in search of silverware. And they found Major League... Soccer
1: Miles and miles offside
0: No it wasn't Miles offside This is the MLS UK Show
1: Miles Welcome along It's the second leg Episode 12 of the MLS UK Show I'm Elliot Holman And I'm Henry Hewitt (laughs) Henry Hewitt, an Atlanta fan As well as Atlanta We'll look back at the other four games last night. Some midweek action in MLS. Yep, Atlanta
2: lost, but there were plenty of other things to get our teeth into. We'll be looking at Chicago,
1: Columbus, Toronto and LAFC's matches. But mainly focusing on Atlanta losing. Uh, Fantasy update for you. And before we look ahead to the weekend's action, Wayne Rooney to DC.
0: MLS UK show.
2: Here we are. Midweek action uh has split this
1: podcast into two parts and this is part two. Second leg. Yeah. Welcome along. How are you feeling? How are you today, mate? Are you okay? you know what?
2: Yeah, you lose some, you win most as an Atlanta fan. You've got to uh you've got to put up with the uh the rough because there's so much smooth.
1: I I struggled last night. I was really tired. Wow! I'm so glad I stuck with it. That was so good to watch. Was it? Great game to watch. Was it? Well, I
2: think the referee. I think there was a, an offside goal given when it was Miles onside, and then um, I think Shelton dived for the uh, to get Guzan sent off. So shame <laughs> on him. <laughs> oh right, are we starting with Atlanta? Uh, yeah. Uh, Atlanta nil, Sporting KC
1: 2. You've got 30 seconds to make your excuses. I'm going to put my mic down. 30 seconds, all yours.
2: Well, you know, when you go on an unbeaten run as long as Atlanta's, you've got to lose at some point. And it's probably for the best we lost uh, this week, uh, well, midweek, because this weekend we've got a... uh, Well, we've got, do you know when you've got that annoying little brother, that team that keeps on pecking at you and they're not as good as you, your parents don't love them as much as you, but you've got that annoying little brother uh, who's never made the playoffs, but he's saying, oh, we will do this time, get in, we won a game,
1: yay! So we need to beat them. Priority. You finished? Yeah. You lost 2-0 to Sporting KC. It's put them top of the supporters' shield. Let's talk through the match. Offside goal. Joseph Martinez, yep, great finish, and it
2: was all good. He Even uh, well, he kind of smiled, kind of celebrated. However, the cheats that are VAR, the officials ruling
1: really offside. Right, I know we joke. It was offside, though.
2: All right, yeah, maybe it was offside. <laughs> maybe I, maybe I agree it was offside. However, Guzan getting sent, Guzan, Guzan getting sent off was it was an outrage tell me why because explain what happened so uh shelton's bearing down on goal guzan comes out to save the day uh just outside the area he goes for the tackle okay he missed the ball and made a lot of connection with his ankle yeah okay maybe his foot dragged down his leg towards his ankle However, did you see how much he leapt in the air? I mean, come on.
1: I've also seen the picture of his ankle with all the stud marks down it. Ah, that could have been anyone's stud marks. You lost. Get over it.
2: Well, with ten men and a, uh, what, third choice, fourth choice goalkeeper, uh, the brave... Oh, Atl- sounds like Toronto now. Oh, the, it was Well, it's actually our B team. The brave Atlanta United held on until the 67th minute. SKC went one nil up. And then... Uh, Atlanta, two out of this world <laughs>
1: free kicks uh, saves. They went one nil up through an incredible goal. You can't just yeah. They went one nil up. Yep. Um, oh, it's not. He's not used to this, is he? Losing doesn't like this. And then you know,
2: two world class saves. Then they went two nil up. Fernando rounder, our fourth choice goalkeeper and put it in. Uh, Gonzalez Perez was it, who uh, nearly saved it on the line, but then
1: handled it in, really,
2: if anything. He remembered he's a poor defender and just <laughs> let it in. Uh, and then, uh, even even despite being 2 down, many teams would just give up. Not Atlanta. Almiron kind of hit the bar.
1: Oh, so you were still trying then?
2: Yep, still oh, trying. Right. Oh, that's embarrassing. Uh, but with 10 men, fourth choice goalkeeper, he's difficult. Uh, SKC stole the victory in the end 2 0. Uh, well done to them. I've um, got to get. have got to give them credit. Got well done here. to them. Yeah, somehow you've managed to just today of all days bring an SKC scarf in. What's all this about?
0: <laughs> I know you're gay. I know you're gay.
2: Worried about the weekend thinks, oh, no, Orlando going to lose against Atlanta, so I'm going to start supporting Sporting Kansas this. City. Great scarf. You've this. changed.
1: What do you reckon? Does it suit me? No. SKC, my new team. Thanks to Leanne. My scarf arrived, Leanne. Thank you very much. Leanne, uh, I sent Leanne a, a Norwich City scarf. She, she did an exchange with me. She sent me a Sporting KC scarf. She sent a lovely card as well with a really nice message. Thank you, Leanne. And uh, it just happened to arrive today of all days. Perfect. Shocking. Thank you, Leanne. Shocking. Thank you very much, Leanne. couldn't have Couldn't have timed it any better. Uh, well, get you, in. Um, none of us predicted this. This right. I went for a draw, and I thought I was being.
2: Uh... You all right there? Yeah, I'm just getting. I've wrote down all the predictions <laughs> during my.
1: Uh... He's getting his file of facts. Um, here we are. We got quite a few
2: on the DMs this week, which was nice. Uh, so we've got Andrew, NYC fan, who was on the podcast the other week. Mm-hmm. He gave us his predictions. Uh, David did. Daniel, who uh, did it last week as well. Ross, uh, Leanne. Leanne didn't say SKC had win. Um, Paul, who's a Crystal Palace fan. And Pete. So no one said an SKC win. Um Not even us. You said a draft. So, nil-nil
1: at the moment between me and you. Okay. Um, I want to talk about Toronto and Seattle because this was obviously a a replay of the last couple of MLS Cup finals. And Toronto, you know, a few weeks back, I was saying, what are they doing? Squad rotation. You know, you've got a full squad available. There's no excuse for, for, you know, losing and picking a poor team and everyone was like, oh, yeah, it's only our C team, it's only our D team, or whatever, our reserves. Well, what's the excuse now? You're losing at home to Seattle, who are bottom of the league. Yep, uh,
2: disappointing for Toronto. I think even the first goal for Seattle, uh, Bruins goal, Bradley. I love just...
1: that goal. That's great, 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 great soccer ball
2: it was a great finish uh, a lot of players in this league would have, uh, have missed uh, Fernando Adipi and uh, just <laughs> someone's point out uh, but Bradley what was he doing just comes out in the middle of the defence yeah. Yeah, you've got to blame him for that goal and for somebody of uh, so much experience he's, he's I mean he's MLS champion Champions League finalist That's he's poor
1: I thought that was a really good goal from, from Sanders. Didn't look like the sort of goal a, a team with no confidence at, at the bottom of the league would be scoring. Um, and, and from then on, Toronto are up against it. And I know they they pulled level Osorio with uh, with a good finish. But Seattle just had that extra little bit. And I, I was as, as surprised as anybody, to be honest. But um, I'm just wondering how confident these Toronto fans are now. Oh, uh, yeah, we've got a mountain to climb, but, yeah, it's going to be fine because we're the best in the league. Well, you need to get some points on the board. Yeah, we do.
2: Um, And we said uh, we had... uh, We were talking about Toronto on a podcast a few weeks ago, weren't we, just after the Champions League final? Pointed out they've got, like, four out of the next five at that point at home. Yeah. Well... They drew against Chicago. They've lost against Seattle. They picked up four points in three games as champions. You should be doing better than that.
1: This, this is you know, we were being told that it'll all be fine because these first five games don't matter. You know, we'll we'll charge on from there. It's not happened so far. It's gonna be it's gonna be difficult, and it's gonna be very interesting to see how far they can go. Although something that is very
2: interesting about this game, even more interesting to see if Toronto can uh, get back on the winning uh, winning route was our predictions because somebody predicted mm-hmm. Toronto won Seattle 2 yes they did and it weren't me I said 2-0 Toronto so uh, you uh, getting the uh, prediction right gets 10 points so you're beating me 10-0 at the moment which is really annoying because you've suddenly, after the first two weeks of us doing this, I was just storming it, I was smashing it, and now you're coming back into it.
1: I had a feeling about this, and if you if you listen to the the first leg of the podcast, if we will, um, I just I just thought it, I said I think it would be funny, and it is funny. I can <laughs> I can confirm it was funny. I enjoyed it. Well, uh, <laughs> it's uh, funny. It's funny that very funny.
2: Columbus got back to winning ways. Win against Philadelphia. Uh, We were booing Great finish, this, by the way. Yeah. We've got to talk about the finish. Unbelievable strike. I mean, to to bury it from two yards like he did in an open goal, fantastic. Real venom in the
1: strike as well. Sometimes it's hard to keep those down because when you strike it so hard, Uh, it can be... uh, Who are we kidding? It was a tap-in from one yarder. Yeah. But, you know, they all count Jesse Zardes on the score sheet again. He was. uh, Was it six, maybe seven? I
2: think it's six goals this season he scored, so... uh, Considering that last year he yeah. had such a, uh, a la- well, the lack of prolific, is that even a term? No, it's not. No, it's not. But he Delete score. yourself. Yeah, well, he should have deleted himself last season. <laughs> he's control-alt deleted, he's rebooted himself this season, and he's smashing it. So when win for Columbus. We were booing him on the last part of the podcast because of the 0-0 draw. Yeah. So I predicted 2-1 for this. I predicted 0-0 Chicago Fire, which is even more annoying, which we'll explain in a minute. Uh, you said 2-0 crew, so we both get five points. Um, so that's, uh, that's me in the lead still. In fact, everyone who tweeted us their predictions this week predicted a uh, Columbus win.
1: Philly don't travel, do they? They don't even get on the team bus. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, they must, I think they send like holograms of Could have been anyone running things. around in that
2: strip they've got. Uh, right, Col- uh, Chicago Fire, 1-0 against Montreal. 89th minute, they scored again. Uh, like I said, I said 0-0, so uh, this is annoying. You said a 1 1, so none of us get any points for this one.
1: Ellis, one of my top scorers in my fantasy team. Easy From defence.
2: Yeah. I'm sure you get more points than I do. <laughs> yeah, I so. do, because my player's actually played. No, I mean, like, <laughs> my, you know, I'm sure that, like, they go, like, Ellis. If I had Ellis, they'd give him four points, but for you, they'd give him, like, 20.
1: No, it, it, what happened this week is that. I had players that were actually sort of involved in games um and therefore you know got points. It's the way it works. Well, some of us are busier than others. Uh good win for Chicago, though. <laughs> uh, it was a good win for Chicago and it looked like it wasn't coming, but th- this is the sort of this is the the sort of game that they could look back on. Um you know, come September, October, when points are getting tight and and they're really, really desperate to to make those playoffs and make those final places. Um, nice little stolen three points right at the last.
2: Yeah, very important, isn't it? And last but not least, this week, uh LAFC, Minnesota, seven points from three games now uh, at the new ground. They really settled in, aren't they?
1: I, I'm, I'm back on the LAFC hype. They, they look like the team to beat. They they are so reminiscent of of Atlanta last season. Mm. Um they really just take the game to teams and and they're getting results as well. No no one knows how to play against them. No, and something that I've I've
2: noted actually is that um they've they've just shut up Sharp at the back. Mm. You know, they've conceded one in the last three, they've got seven points. And that's what we were saying. Maybe they're not scoring as many goals as they were at the start of the season, but we're not conceding as well. So we're learning how to just sort of... Game con- management. Yeah, game management, controlling the game, getting the points when we need it. Uh, well done, LAFC. So that's this uh, midweek, our first midweek in MLS. We need to give a shout out as well. Crystal, uh, she is a Sounders fan and she asked, can we have a celebratory redemption cheer for Seattle after booing them on the last podcast?
1: The, the resurrection has begun. Yes. Sorry. Seattle Sounders... Are back. I'm so happy that they beat Toronto. I had no beef with Toronto till the other week. It's why
2: am we up that? I like Toronto, so TFC fans, I'm on your side. Uh, Predictions-wise, uh, you actually got the LAFC result right. So you finished on 25 points. I, Easy. I said they'd win 3-0, so I'd finished on 10 points. So you win uh, part one of this Quite week. a resounding lead, really. Well, yeah, I guess so, it was. So you've done well. You got two out of five right. Um, everyone... so you won the
1: first two weeks I've won that one so it's 2-1 overall
2: yeah okay. um, elsewhere everyone who, who sent us their predictions said LAFC would win highlights uh, everyone got 15s and 10s uh, David and uh, Paul got 15 so so just um, to be clear I've beaten everyone uh, yes you have Pete got 20 because he got LAFC right as uh, as well you just, just say that to me so I can you are the winner of this week well done everyone who tweeted us you beat and, and me as well so I'm I'm like the the best. The best out of those 5 games you've predicted the the best.
1: Out of all those hundreds and thousands of people that got involved. I'm I'm the best.
2: Well, they weren't they
1: weren't hundreds and thousands. No, just going to stop you there. Uh, anything else? That's it. Okay. Rounded off nicely. Shall we talk about a man called Wayne Rooney? Yes. Wayne Rooney to MLS.
0: Elliot Holman. Henry Hewitt, MLS UK Show. Okay, I'm going to be honest with you.
1: When I first heard about Balotelli to DC United, I was like, I, I don't know about that. I don't see them as... A, a, I, I don't mean to be disarray. I don't see them as a big player. I don't see them as DC, uh, a side that are going to go and get a marquee signing like like LA or Atlanta or Orlando or whatever. I, don't, I just don't see it. And so I sort of rubbished it a bit. Then the Wayne Rooney stuff started up again. I can't believe this is actually happening. Wayne Rooney, around £12 million to yeah. DC United. Well, this is the thing. DC with a new stadium, they're,
2: they're trying to become those major players in the league. I think they're looking at the likes of... Uh, who have you been linked with recently? Balotelli, Rooney, there's a couple more as well. I think also Torres was mentioned, as well as Chicago. Javier so,
1: Hernandez.
2: Hernandez, yeah. So uh, they, they are, they're they on the lookout for a, a star player to open the staging with. Wayne Rooney is, in my opinion, I mean, he's, he's, he's scored a hat-trick so far this season for Everton. He's he scored some goals for them. He's still a good player. He's he's not just like, a, God, who could we... There's so many people can mention as players who are past the best. <laughs> uh, Wayne Rooney, I think, can do a job, and for DC, they need a player like that at the moment.
1: What, there's so many people online that are not happy with this this transfer, and I, I don't, I don't understand, I, I don't get it. Right, Wayne Rooney, one of the the best players that, let's be honest, me and you have ever seen play football. He's up there. Yeah, that's, that's a fair. He is up there. He's still got it. He's dropped back. He started playing a midfield role because he's not got the legs, but he's an incredible passer. He can read the game. He's pretty decent at breaking up the play as well. Yeah. He's not just going to stand up, stand up the top and, and wait for the ball. He will go chasing. He will, he will put the work in. This is a player that, that has been performing at a decent level this season in, in what is widely considered the best league in the world. This is not a retirement signing. No, People who are rubbish in this and saying, oh, they got ripped off and he's past it. He is not past it. If he was joining Atlanta, I'd maybe be like, "Mm, all right, I don't really see where he's going to fit in. Wayne Rooney, still one of the best players in the Premier League. Certainly one of the best passers in the Premier League. One of the best footballing brains in the Premier League. Going to DC United, who are desperate, desperate at the bottom. Of the conference. Of course they need him. Of course that's a brilliant signing. Why would that not be a good signing? He's not old. He's not past it. It's Wayne Rooney going to DC United. That's a great signing.
2: Yeah. No, I agree with you. And I think uh, he can play that Schweinsteiger role. He can be the sort of quarterback where he just looks up, breaks up play. You know, and passes and I think for the likes of Mattox, he needs someone to be able to just put a through ball to him and I think that's what DC have been struggling with this season let's face it, they've not, they're not the most
1: prolific side in the world, that's why they bottom of the league. They're not glamorous, they're not prolific this is, you know, the stadium is, is the first step, the stadium's going to look incredible, they've now got a big marquee name, DC United need Wayne Rooney, this is a really really uh, clever sign in Great for on the field, brilliant for off the field. He's not even as old as Latan. He's not. He's not. He's not as frail. He's he, Latan is obviously very, very close to the end of his career. He's one bad injury away from it all being over. We all love him, but Wayne Rooney's in much better physical condition, and Wayne is going to bring something to MLS, and he's going to bring a lot to DC United. We've talked about Jack Harrison and David Villa, for example. Somebody like Mattox, you know, they've got these young, you know, Ariola, for example, as well. They've got these players that just need that older head, that experienced mind that has been there at the top of the game, played in World Cups, played in European Championships, played in the Champions League, won the Premier League, won the FA Cup. Wayne Rooney is an incredible signing on and off the field. I agree. I, I've got to agree with you and, uh, you know, normally in these sort of
2: things there'd be someone who agrees and someone who disagrees. But no, I think this is a great sign for the team that needs him the most out of everyone in, in um, you know, in MLS, maybe San Jose. But I think D.C. United was a perfect fit. It's a a, a great city to live in as well for him and his family. Because you've got to think like Wayne Rooney never, he's never been abroad from England. He's never played abroad. He's never lived abroad. So it needs to be somewhere where he's going to fit in. But I'll tell you something as well that I was thinking of is that sometimes I think some of these marquee players that come to MLS, they come and they underestimate the league, Mm. which you can understand. It's not in Europe. It's a growing league, and for the first few weeks they get found out, or it just doesn't quite happen, and then they sort of bed in. Wayne Rooney is one of the most, even now, one of the most competitive players we England's ever produced, and in the Premier League, he's going to go there. And he's not going to underestimate it, he's going to go there and want it, he's going to tackle, he's going to get involved, he's going to dig in and try and get DC United up the table.
1: He's going to go there and he's going to want to win, just as much as he did in an Everton shirt, in a Man United shirt, in an England shirt. He's going to get stuck in, he might pick up a card, he might get himself sent off, but he's going to go out there and he's going to give you 100%. And in MLS, that's never a bad decision. The the other criticism of this signing that I've seen today is that people are saying, well, I thought we were getting away from this retirement league and signing old players. Why can you not do what Atlanta have done and sign young players? Why do you have to do that and, and exclusively that? Why can you not focus on young players, focus on youth, focus on your draft picks from college and then bring in that experienced player A lot of clubs have got that one experienced player. You know, Seattle, they gave Clint Dempsey a new contract. Clint Dempsey is way more past it than Wayne Rooney is. Uh, 100%. I won't even have anybody disagree with that. He never was as good as Wayne Rooney in the start. It's because he's American, it's okay for them to have Clint Dempsey. There's no reason why you can't have the best of both worlds. There'll be young players at Galaxy that are learning off Zlatan. DC United need... Wayne Rooney as part of this whole new regeneration. It, it doesn't have to be one or the other. They're not mutually exclusive.
2: Well, we'll have to wait and see. We'll have to wait and see. I heard a rumor that the deal could hinge on what Sam Allardyce does at Everton, whether he stays or whether he goes because obviously he's not getting on with him at the moment. However, I think even if Sam Allardyce goes, this is a great move for Wayne Rooney. I think Wayne Rooney's time in the Premier League is probably over. He's he's doing it at Everton. He, would he really be any point in him going to any other team in the Premier League? Is not. Go to America. Live the dream. Live a brilliant life. I'm sure his family will love it. You know, Colleen has some nice shops in uh, Washington. You know, he's he's in D.C. in the capital. His kids can grow up there. There's some nice women for Wayne. We all know what he, <laughs> the rumours that have gone around no, about no. In, the, in the press. But, yeah, seriously... Uh, Tell us what you think, at MLS UK show, get us on Twitter, tell us, do you think this would be a great signing for DC United, for MLS as a league, and also for Wayne Rooney, do you agree with us, or do you have a different opinion, do you have something you've got to say that we haven't mentioned let us now
1: my my final thought on this just before we move on is, is something that's that's just just occurred to me we're here because we're spreading the word about mls we're trying to get more people in the uk involved in mls and enjoying mls for for what it is um we we will challenge anyone who says that mls isn't a good enough standard you know I regularly say I would happily compare it to the championship I think there's teams in the championship that would that would get found out against some, some MLS sides to be honest with you um, I still think it's really really snobbish of MLS fans to say that Wayne Rooney should not be joining MLS Wayne Rooney is still good enough if not too good for MLS there's absolutely no reason why he should not be playing in, in MLS I'm all for MLS. I'm all for the standard. I'm, I'm all for bigging it up. But if you think that if you're going to get snobbish about it, then th- that's absolutely ridiculous and you are wrong. There we go. Shall we talk about MLS fantasy? Yeah, very briefly, and that's moving on. No, let's spend a good 20 minutes on it.
0: MLS UK show with Elliot Holman and Henry Hewitt. Oh, what a shame.
2: Would you uh, would you like to go first? Or? No, mate, I can't. My battery's gone. no oh, oh, don't worry, I've, I've
1: got it here on my phone. Battery's gone. The, the, get the new MLS app, mate. Oh, I've got it, but
2: my battery's gone. Oh. oh,
1: I've just seen you get a message, so that's a lie. Um, I'll
2: I'll go first if it'll make you feel better. Well, you're gonna have to because you can't check my team because my battery's gone.
1: Oh, will tell you what, let's check yours first. Just go on, uh, go on the brand new MLS app if you haven't got it. It's been updated. Yeah, salute. MLS for this inclusion of fantasy seamlessly integrated into the new app. Hashtag not spawn. Now uh, I found you. I found yeah, you. Uh,
2: unsurprisingly, I didn't update my team. However, I did notice that Higuain started on the bench. So one of the players I did have playing didn't even get the first eleven.
1: What's well, that about? Still got you more points than a lot of them. Uh, you had Robles in goal. Um, he he didn't have a game. No. So don't what you were doing there. Um, you had Parker. Yep. He, he 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 didn't play. No, nope. um, you had Ben Sweat. Now, mate, NYCFC didn't play. They didn't have a game, so that, that was a bit of a waste, really. Go on, um, Ka- Kaku again. He plays for the same team as, as Robles, so, so he's not he's not played either. Yep, so zero points at the moment. Yeah, also Toy um, for, for Minnesota. He didn't play.
2: No, it'd be suspended. Cause he had a, he had a
1: red card, didn't he? Yep. If you remember we talked about that in the first leg. Yeah. Um, you, had, you did have a captain, though, which was Bradley Wright Phillips. Right. So I'm um, six... so, so New York Red Bulls, again, like I said, same as Robles, same as Kaku. They, they didn't have a game, so you can't really... I mean, he's captain, so, so he has got you double points, but if you double zero, it is still zero, unfortunately. Right. So six players in, no points. Um, did anyone play? Zuzi played, so he's got you ten, because uh, SKC kept a clean sheet at Atlanta. I don't know if you knew about that. Cheats. On the road. Um Martinez for Columbus five points, but Bar- right. Barco got you three despite losing two nil at home, and and Higuain got you one, and Nikolic got you two. So so um, you know strong strong week there really. Yeah, good good from you. You got twenty two points.
2: Oh, that's it's actually better than what I thought
1: I would have got. So well done. How many did you get? Oh well, funny you should ask actually, mate. I'm just uh, just going to have a look now, just see. Uh... Going on there now. Oh oh looks like um does look like I did a bit better than you. So I didn't actually do my team because You never do. We've learned that five five weeks in a row. Yeah you fluke it every week. Yep. Uh so if we uh, if we have a little look, Betashaw eight points, Ellis fourteen points, Almiron seven points, Johnny Russell three, Diego Rossi, captain, eighteen points, and Carlos Vela, eight points. So that gives me a total of 59 points. This is what I've got beef with um,
2: at MLS Fantasy, right? Here we go. The point system. Yeah. So Almiron gets how many? Eight, was it? Seven, seven points. Seven points. He lost 2-0. Johnny Russell, they win 2-0. He gets three points. And every week, right? So you've got Rossi and Vela up front. Every week they get about eight each. So Rossi is your captain and gets 16 no, they don't both score every week. How have they both got that many points?
1: I'm just a better manager. I think I get more out of the players. It's unbelievable. I think MLS know that. Uh, so, uh, quick look at the standings while we're while we're here, shall we? Just just to. No, I don't care. I know you'll. I know you'll want to know. Uh, so I'm 13th, and just for not 14th, not 15th, not 16th, not 17th, not 18th. I can't find you. Not 19th. Oh, you're 20th. That's right. You've got 609 points. Again. I've I've,
2: I've, I've, that's better than what I thought it would be. I'm so. now uh, 81 points ahead. Oh, well, that's all right. Pulling away. Well, that'll be 160 points this weekend when uh, Ve- Vea and uh, Rossi just come on for five minutes, but manage to get you 20
1: points. You're not bitter at all, are you? No. Did you prefer it when we were talking about Atlanta losing? Is that? Would you want to go back to that? I'm not enjoying this podcast <laughs> this week. <laughs> Shall we move on? Yes. Okay. Before we talk about the the schedule for this week, let's do five things you may have missed in MLS.
0: MLS UK Show with Elliot Holman and Henry Hewitt. All
2: right, let's have a look at five things you may have missed from this week in MLS. Kicking off with Vancouver Whitecaps, uh, their celebrity fan. Do you know who their biggest celebrity fan is? Vancouver. Yeah. Uh, Pink Canadian, obviously. Drake. Oh, no. Drake, uh, Drake, I think Drake might be a Toronto fan. He he likes Toronto, the basketball team, so he may be from there. No, Ryan Reynolds, the actor, he uh, was in Madrid this week promoting Deadpool 2. He had a picture on the uh, the Bernabeu pitch with a shirt. However, so he put it on Instagram said, thanks for having me. However, he said, uh, I must confess, reiterate his love for
1: Vancouver. His heart is with Vancouver, he said. Even though he's watching... Real Madrid and Ronaldo and Asensio and Bale and Well, Vancouver probably playing better than Real Madrid at the moment, especially in the league. True. So Toronto keeper Alex Bono reportedly gonna be snapped up by Club Bruges. How do we feel about this? This won't be good for Toronto. Uh, they need all the
2: players they can get at the moment, uh all the good players anyway.
1: Yeah, well we've seen their uh seen their B team and their C side in action, so probably uh Probably for the best they hang on to him, eh? Yeah, well, I really need to let this go. <laughs> uh, well, a lot of the players in MLS
2: we saw with Carl Larin uh, from Orlando, they tend to go to the uh, the lesser, not lesser known countries because obviously they are known. But I mean, lesser. How can I Little less.
1: I think on, on their path to to say England and the UK from from MLS, they have to work permit wise. It's best to, to have a stop-off in Belgium or, or somewhere similar. Yes, that's what I'm trying to Work say. Work your way up the ladder. So uh,
2: that's why Club Bruges are interested. Uh, I mean, it's difficult to say. We, we always say that uh, players in MLS, you can understand why you would want to go to Europe, of course. But there's a lot of players that go to Europe Got like Club Bruges, like Lee Gwyn came to uh, was it PSV, mm. and then he just ends up back. He doesn't he doesn't work that often, so you could argue, are uh, you you just probably best staying in MLS? But you know he's a young lad, he's twenty four, so he's still got time to come back and and carry on his amazing career already in MLS if he doesn't work out.
1: Twenty four years old, I can see why he may be tempted, maybe maybe you know start a new a new part of his career, but. Again, how much of this is is true? We often we often hear transfer rumours. What else have we got? Uh, Let's talk LA Galaxy. Yes, Zlatan. He's been hanging out with uh, James Corden this week. He's been on the Late Late Show. He's the man. Do you know what though? Um, when was it? Kimmel. He was on before. Yeah. So when he was on Jimmy Kimmel, it was like fresh off his arrival when it, everything was like. Zlatan latan this latan that he scored the incredible goal and he's turned the LA derby el trafico around it's not been great since however uh, he's still pretty uh pretty self confident is that the word
2: yeah, but he does a uh, a sketch where he's like um, one of the uh, what is it like sort of Zorro thing. Yeah, mystic kind of you know, in, and you put a dollar in, and you go, "Oh, you're gonna you're gonna change jobs soon." That sort of thing. But of Zlatan being Zlatan, it was actually Zlatan, and he was saying to James Corden that he he says he's the sexiest man in the universe. He's the most mystic man in the universe. He's the best soccer player in the universe. He's his confidence is there. It's in true Zlatan stuff. Uh, Style. be nice to see it on the pitch every now and again these days. Did you see that pass against Houston? It's all MLS cared about. Uh, so you can actually catch that on YouTube. You can uh, catch the sketch on there.
1: Elliot, what else we missed? Uh, Red Bulls. I want to talk Red Bulls because despite the win at the weekend, the board are keeping their eye on Jesse Marsh. I don't agree with this. He is, uh, how can we put it? He's sort of uh, making himself available. Yeah. Uh, a source has uh, has claimed that they think Jesse's looking at his next step in management, showing a bit of over-ambition. Yeah, uh, which apparently it's for the
2: US national team, the men's national team. I think
1: that's a great move. I, th- I think Jesse's the man for
2: that. However, he's also uh, making himself available, saying he's, he's kind of interested in going to one of Red Bull's other clubs around the world, uh, Salzburg or Leipzig in Germany so
1: basically he just loves fizzy energy drinks
2: yeah <laughs> essentially yeah he wants to stay it's like when you you work for a company and you want to stay within the company but you want to move on to a different uh
1: different uh branch well if he wants to move on nothing says move and, and travel like joining the uh, red bull f1 team <laughs> why not just go and manage daniel ricardo max Verstappen? yeah uh, i don't know manage a drink or something
2: Uh, So we'll keep our eye on this one. Uh, Obviously, Red Bulls are are back in farm. They're doing well. I think he's a perfect fit for Red Bulls, and I agree with you. The national team would be the next step. I don't think... uh, I would be disappointed if he went to Europe, put it that way.
1: Final thing. Sebastian Latou. Oh, he's retired. I like the way that this happened, though. Yeah, it's, it's kind of nice, this, isn't it? So, uh, Sebastian Latou announced his retirement uh, and, and he's become the first inductee into the newly formed Union Ring of Honour. It doesn't sound that inviting, I'll be honest with you. Um, there's going to be a ceremony that takes place before the, the Vancouver game in June. But obviously, Sebastian Latou, bit of a, a Philly Union legend, uh, 175 games played, 50 goals and 50 assists. They actually signed him for a day they gave him like a one day contract as well so that his career ended at Philly which I love yeah that is
2: uh, it is nice that and also he's one of the only 19 players so he's a bit of an MLS legend only one of 19 players to reach 50 goals 50 assists they've got a little club Uh, was it who was it was it Higuain who did it recently Mm. yeah uh, for Columbus well well done Sebastian Latou congratulations wonderful career
1: no I can't wait for this Back to business.
0: This week in MLS,
1: where do we start, Elliot? I mean, we could go all through the weekend, or we could just talk about the the only game that matters. Of this podcast. <laughs> wow! Yeah. Uh, so, Sunday evening, 11 o'clock, Sky
2: Sports Football here in the UK. Are you coming around to watch this? I am. We're, I'm going to come to yours. We'll, I don't know, we'll do stuff for the podcast. We might record what happens as we watch it. Well, you don't want to see that. Um, Orlando City versus Atlanta United. Uh, Jason Christ this week saying that he, uh, he this is going to be the, their biggest game. He's expecting, and this th- let me put this to you, he's expecting an atmosphere for like a playoff game. Well, I'm sorry, but how would Orlando know what an atmosphere for a playoff game is? Jason
1: Christ has won the MLS Cup previously. What's Tata Martino done? I give him chance. He's only had one season. Yeah, he got to the playoffs, didn't? Didn't exactly go well, did it? Well, it will this season. Still confident. I think. I think he's maybe right in in what he's saying. Orlando, in fairness, are showing a lot more than they have in previous years. Um, I think it would be a disaster if either of these teams weren't in the playoffs uh and and it is going to be a, a jostle for position orlando have got two games in hand on on the league leaders now so this is this is a big big game it's bigger than you know orlando atlanta is always going to be big because they are um well i was gonna say close in american terms they're close yeah. in, in mls terms they're close. Uh, and this is always going to be a huge game. But I just, I do feel like this game's got a bit more of an edge this year. It just feels bigger. And I don't know whether it's just because I really want to beat you. <laughs> uh, but I, I think all the pressure's on Atlanta here. I, do, I really do. I agree. I agree. Orlando put themselves in a great position. What is it, six in a row you've won? Six in a row. This, you know, I'll be honest. And I know it's entertaining to have a bit of fighting talk, but I'll be honest. I'm more than expected to come to an end.
2: Against, really?
1: Against Atlanta.
2: That's funny because I expect it to continue. I'm weird. when I saw Guzan, get sent off. I was just thought, oh, what have you done? Not before Sunday, we've got our tenth choice goalkeeper playing, which you know tells us that conceding two against SKC wasn't
1: a bad result. But moving on, uh, I don't, I don't rate Guzan in the first place. I, I think, I think that's one of the weakest parts of your team. I think your whole back line and and keeper is so so weak compared to what is probably the the best in the league in every other position. Well, you
2: said on the last part of the podcast, so we did it, what, Monday? And you said Sane, awful game, still scores for Orlando. So if Orlando's defence isn't quite right, Atlanta's isn't quite right. It's going to be goals here. Full of goals. However, I would expect it to be just like it was last season, and it wouldn't surprise me if it's right of a death, somebody gets a late winner.
1: I think there's only one way to play against Orlando and I think there's only one successfully and I think there's only one way to play against Atlanta successfully and they're both the same, attack. <laughs> because if you sit back against Orlando or you sit back against Atlanta, you're just inviting wave after wave after wave after wave of, um, of, of threat, attacking threat. These two have just got to go at each other and just hope for the best. This is going to be an absolute cracker. So go on them. What's your prediction? Uh, I've got no idea. I really want to be positive. But nothing would be worse than coming in here next week after losing, having you sat there as well. Nothing would be worse than the embarrassment of me realising I'd predicted a 3-0 Orlando win or something. So I'm going to say Orlando 1, Atlanta 3. Right. But this
2: is funny because uh people say that in the us British are kinda of negative people, whereas our American cousins are very positive. And this is probably being emphasized here because yeah. I think Orlando will win 2 0, and that's just because Yeah, you're right, Guzan isn't the best goalkeeper in the in the league. I don't think he is. And we have got the best attacking uh lineup in the league. However, I just feel you've Guzan I just I'm not I just trust him being there and I trust them and I think we've going gone away against Chicago, we've gone away and beaten LA Galaxy, you know, and, and kept um kept it tight at the back. The the other teams have not had much going forward. Orlando are not gonna do that. Orlando are gonna come out. It may take until the sixtieth minute like it did against RSL, but at some point they will come forward. Uh, just like Portland game as well, it takes the what, sixty odd minute, it's that last half an hour that worries me. And I think Orlando can hit Atlanta on the break and score
1: two. I'm going 2-0 Orlando. You're going for an Atlanta win. I will I will just emphasize I'm not doing that self-preservation thing. I'm not predicting a an Atlanta win just to kind of, you know, make it seem like I I always expected it. Um I think whoever we were playing, whoever Orlando faced this this weekend. You'd kind of think it's going to be like, for as long as this run goes on, when it was four and it became five and then it became six, you have to think it's got to come to an end at some point. It doesn't matter whether that's against DC United or or Atlanta United. That's that's also a factor in this as well. I just think it, it does have to come to an end at some point. I, I just see it carrying on and uh, I would love to be wrong, don't
2: get me wrong, if Orlando do lose and Atlanta manage to stop the, get in, that you say, I will scream it in your face on the next podcast, but you, have I mean Atlanta, sorry, uh, Orlando have got tough games coming up, they've got Toronto, well maybe not as tough as we thought <laughs> and then Chicago got home then NYC again so i don't think the uh, the record is going to continue for we'll put that much longer if
1: you win or if you manage somehow to keep that record going against all those teams you've pretty much run away with the league <laughs> yeah. you've run away with the support shield so we'll see it's all exciting this is
2: something to look forward to on the next week's podcast and i am expecting because i know a lot of orlando fans listen to this podcast i am expecting if atlanta lose to just have to turn my tweet I'm going to have to block myself on Twitter or something.
1: <laughs> block myself.
2: Right, so Friday night, Saturday morning here in the UK. Half three in the morning this oh. one. Late night for some of us. Uh, Vancouver Whitecaps versus Houston Dynamo.
1: Mm.
2: I'm going home win on this one. 1-0 Vancouver Whitecaps. I'm going 2-1 Vancouver. Okay. Uh, moving on to Saturday evening, Minnesota United versus San Jose Earthquakes. Now, I was going to ask you, will it uh, the clubs that played in midweek will it affect how they do in at the weekend? However, Minnesota who lost to LAFC are facing San Jose Earthquakes. Who, let's face it, they, they, I mean their their local newspaper, the Mercury News, this week even said, eleven weeks in, is it game over for San Jose? They, they can't get the playoffs. And that's their local newspaper who were meant to try and promote the
1: team. Well, I can't believe they've not made a change. Something had to be done. They're not going to go away on the road and and do something surely. I know they've had the rest. Minnesota haven't. But when you haven't got momentum, it just makes it even harder. It becomes a real slog. They've got to get on the plane. They've got to travel. It's another game. or We're probably not going to win. Minnesota home win 2-0.
2: Uh, Yeah, I'm going to go... I don't think this is going to be a classic. I think 1-0, Minnesota. They they tend to grind out results at home. Uh, Montreal Impact versus Philadelphia Union,
1: Saturday, 8 o'clock. Philly just aren't good at away, are they? They don't. We said earlier, they don't travel. They don't get on the bus. Uh, Montreal, not exactly kings of uh, putting teams to the sword either. No, I'm going to go 3-1, Montreal. I think 4-0, Montreal. I just don't
2: have any faith in Philly at the moment. Uh, FC Dallas versus LA Galaxy. This is on Sky Sports Mix Saturday, 8.30. Uh, FC Dallas, Oscar Perez. this week, he said uh, he, uh, he would rather no one discuss FC Dallas. He would rather go under the radar, carry on doing well. Because, of course, FC Dallas have done well in recent seasons. Mm. And when people notice, they start to lose games. So uh shall we uh shall we mention how well they're doing or shall we listen and and, and be respectful towards Oscar Pereira?
1: Well in fairness, every week I've highlighted how well I think Dallas have been doing. So I, I think we've busted this myth already. <laughs> uh LA Galaxy really need to get some wins under the belt.
2: Zlatan, Ashley Cole in recent weeks have come out and said how disappointed they are. Can they do it at FC Dallas? It's a, it's gonna be a tough game for them. Two two you know what i said LA galaxy would turn it around against houston last week they didn't so i fancy fc dallas back on uh, back on a bit of form getting a draw at la fc last week so i think
1: um i think 2-1 fc dallas okay columbus crew versus chicago fire this is uh, technically sunday morning 12:30 a.m for us
2: yes both teams uh, coming off wins in the midweek mm.
1: i I'm going to do it. Are you go- I- I'm going to do it. Are you going to go for a... I'm going for a nil-nil. Oh, no! Nil-nil. <laughs> Columbus love a nil-nil. I just, I don't know, I just feel, I'm just, my first one of the season, I'm just throwing it out there. Just feeling wild.
2: Wow. 1-0 uh, Chicago, Nikolic, near the end. That's my prediction. Okay. Uh, New England Revs versus Toronto FC. This is at uh, half 12 as well, Sunday morning. This is a tough game for Toronto. New England
1: are doing quite well. Yeah, and Toronto, as we know, not firing on all cylinders, despite having the A team back. Yeah. Um, Bizarrely, though, I do fancy them. Fancy them to go and do this. What score? 2-1. Okay. Uh, I think New England Revs 1-0. Okay. How about Colorado?
2: New York Red Bulls, 2am UK time. This is a tough one. Colorado, uh, they've kind of been hit and miss this season. Uh, but whenever they've had a bit of a miss, they have come back and and won a big game, thinking of when they beat Toronto. Uh, New York Red Bulls coming off the win last week, a massive win, and they're at sort of a, a crossroads now a bit. It's either They could have the potential to... They've got games in hand. They can go forward and really push to uh, try and get to the top of the uh, Eastern Conference. Um, I'm going to go 2-1 Red Bulls. 3-2 Red Bulls. Rail Salt Lake and potentially Wayne Rooney, although he won't be playing for him, DC United.
1: He'll be watching. 2 a.m. he won't be watching. <laughs> he won't be. Uh, what a horrific game.
2: 3-0 RSL. That's my prediction. One all. Uh now the Cascadia Cup. This is a big game. It's back. Uh Sunday evening. This is on Sky Sports Mix. This is before the Orlando game. I um, thought this was
1: going to be two teams battling out at the top of the west.
2: But it's Portland versus Seattle instead. <laughs> yeah. Uh Seattle winning in a week. So they 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 like Red Bulls, but I know uh, obviously a lot their crossroads is a lot more important because they, they have the potential now to push forward. Forget the start of a season. But Portland at Providence Park, I see them winning this. I see it being tight. I see it being 2-1. I think they'll nick it 1-0. Uh, shout out to Portland as well. Um, if you get chance, go on their Twitter page. Have a look at it. It was like a seven-minute rivalry video they did about their rivalry with Seattle, and it's it's pretty funny. It's well, it's really well made. I must give him that. It's really funny as well. Uh, it's kind of got people in talking, just going like, "You can understand why Seattle have got a chip on their shoulder." Like Portland won the MLS Cup before they did. You know, it's kind of like a bit tongue in cheek, and uh, is actually really funny. It's just, and about their rivalry with Seattle. There's not enough of that. We love that in MLS. Well, I think there's enough of that on this podcast with Orlando and Atlanta. Yeah, that's true. But the uh, we would love to see that in the Premier League. But, um, you know, MLS really, the teams get, they talk, I love how they talk to each other. I love the rivalry stuff. Mm. And they just don't, they just have banter and it's brilliant. So, fair play. Go on Portland Timbers' Twitter page. Have a look at that for yourself. Uh, we've talked about Orlando. So, the last match, this is another big match. LAFC. Versus New York City. Are we watching this after Orlando, Atlanta, just to calm ourselves down a bit? Half one on Monday morning. Maybe, we'll see. If Atlanta win. Yeah, if Atlanta lose, I'll just want to go to bed and just get up, ever.
1: Uh, I. This is difficult, this is. New York are going to want to come back in a
2: big way. New York recently, they lost against Portland. I know they beat Dallas, but they've lost away at Portland and away at New York Red Bulls. They need to get their away form back. Do you think since the Arsenal, since Wenger announced he was leaving Arsenal, Vieira does seem like he's been a bit distracted by it? I think that'll continue. I think LAFC, I I think it'll be 3 1.
1: 2 0, LA.
2: Right. Well. That's it. That's our roundup. If you want to tweet us your predictions, you can do DM us at MLS UK show or just tweet us and uh, we'll mention on next week's show, like who's got them right, who's got them wrong and whatever. We'll tally up your points and see if anyone can beat Elliot this week who won uh, in the midweek games. Well yeah, done.
1: A uh, champion Out of everybody. I feel like we haven't mentioned that enough. No. Won uh, one that. Um
2: hmm. So, Orlando v. Atlanta. Bring
1: it on. Uh, just to point out, I will not be here if Orlando v. <laughs> <beat> Atlanta. <laughs> I'm looking forward to this. Uh, I'm sure we'll post some stuff. Uh, if you're not following this on on Instagram, MLS UK Show. Same on Twitter, MLS UK Show. We'll get Henry round to mine and uh, we'll watch him, watch his face as Orlando goes seven straight wins. Or or not. Uh, thanks so much for listening and we'll see you... Next week, bring it on. See ya.
0: Sports Social Podcast Network.